And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God's in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, the Gospel of John starts this way. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. So without being too theological, there was nothing. Then God spoke, and there was something, something out of nothing, because God was the agency that created the something. This is Apologetics 101. Apologetics is the defense of the faith, by the way. And our faith starts with a word. So therefore, words must be exceedingly important. Next, as we've just mentioned, there's power in words. By words, wars have started. By words, wars have ended. There is life in words. There is death in words. We don't need to be legalistic about this. A burp is neither life nor death. Can we just point that out real quickly? Somebody who burps, it's not life. It's not death. But when we speak, there's an impact. When we speak, this is an opportunity to build. And there's an opportunity as well to tear down. God has a book that records all our words, Malachi 3.16. How is that for a startling thought? Yikes. And finally, bondage and freedom can come from our words. We have two ears, two eyes, two nostrils, one mouth. And there are a multitude of places where our words matter. Our words towards God, ourselves, other believers, and non-believers are in play. Therefore, we need to be wise in how we play. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey there. Uh, we want to know what you think. <laughs> you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. When you call us at 972-445-0770, it's like somebody crashed a gong because you'll be talking to Captain Chris and then you will be I was going to go symbol, but gong just sounded better, you know, and then I thought of the gong show and then down that trail I went. Anyway, uh, bottom line is if you have an opinion, a thought, a comment, or an idea, you got something you want to share, it's not a kvetch fest, which means you don't come and go, 
hey, you don't sound like the Peanuts teacher on the Peanuts uh, series, the comics uh, series, or in the cartoons where you hear, don't do that. What we want you to be able to do is share things that are encouraging, or if you're challenged, to give us a chance to combine our faith with yours. Let's bring it before the Lord and ask for his help in all of it. That's how we want to do it. You can reach out to us about any topic, basically, because it's not professional radio. It's just radio. We do the prayer requests, we do the praise reports, and we do this thing called trivia. Here's your first trivia question. What was the name of Abraham's relative who lived in Sodom? There you go. Huh? There you go. Huh? Huh? What was the name of Abraham's relative who lived in Sodom? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at he must org. Okay? Is it covering everything? Are we pretty, yeah, not bad, right? Okay. Uh, wait till we get to this one. <laughs> uh, you want to do our DNA real quick? Okay. Now, listen, I know things are going on all over the place and people are very concerned. This is why DNA is very important. Let's function in it. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day that ends in Y, you should be drawing closer to the Lord. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of the word of God. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which the focus is not just on your universe, but on other people's lives. And being aware that the Lord may want to use you as a vehicle, as a blessing to other people. Okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you for helping me with that, sir. Okay. All right. Now, a couple things to tell you. Make sure if you're going to reach out to us that you don't call the wrong number. You call the right number. The right number to call is 972-445-0770. The number to text is 214-210-8483. Do, I do have to tell you a couple things. I want to make sure everybody kind of knows what's going on. Okay? Okay. First John is this is the message we're going to be teaching of. I think it starts tomorrow, if I remember correctly. So we are doing First John. That's number one. The stuff in the ambassador program is going to be on hold for about four weeks till I get the brochures done. That's number two. Number three, I am going to be going to Houston on the 18th of March. What that means is that on the 18th, which would have been our three-year anniversary, we are going to do the—I picked what I consider to be the best of the best of all of our programs. Okay? I'm just telling you right now. But what that also means is the week of the 21st, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, we're going to kind of celebrate the three years the whole way through. So I'm going to share my testimony. I want to pick some things that I thought were a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you things that really went bad. Like most of you don't even remember when I did the show. We did an entire show, and it was only playing on the Internet. It couldn't record it. It was such a disaster, but it was fun. So I mean, you know, so we're gonna cover all that. Okay, okay, all right. One more time on the trivia question, and then we'll head into the word. What was the name of Abraham's relative who lived in Sodom? Okay, okay. Here we go. Genesis chapter one, verse three. A lot of people start with verse one. You can't blame them. It's probably the place you want to start one one. But here we go. Verse three. And God said, okay, go home. 
Oh, no, I'm kidding. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 6. And God said, let there be a vault between water to separate the water from the water. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. Have you noticed that when God speaks, stuff happens? If you are a person who is into understanding philosophy, one of the big disadvantages that people have who are evolutionists per se is the theory about, you know, well, it's got to be a big bang. And then, of course, you go back to the question, yeah, but who pulled the trigger, right? Somebody had to pull the trigger. But that's not the funny part of it all. The funny part of it all is in their premise going to make their case, they skip over the single most important point. They go, there was nothing, and then there was something. And it's like, okay, stop. Before you go any further, let's back it up. There was nothing, and then there was something. So something came out of nothing. Okay, what's the agency behind that? How'd that happen? And you know what the answer is? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, wait, so your whole premise is based on there was zero and then there was 30, but we don't know how that happened. Wait, so let me understand this. There was nothingness and then there's somethingness that came from nothingness, but we don't know how it happened. Now, I could tell you how it happened. I'm just saying, I just, you just, all you have to do is defend that one part. How did you go from nothing to something since that is a impossibility in physics? I'm just curious. I'll wait. And I'll be waiting forever because there is no answer. The answer is that God is the agency that that took nothingness and made it into somethingness. And even if you do believe in a Big Bang Theory or not, which doesn't even matter, you still have to recognize somebody had to pull the trigger. It had to have an agency somewhere. And what we understand is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, by faith we understand the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. <laughs> it's just like the scripture tells you, you know, there was nothing and then there was something, but it was because God's command. The reason that I'm harping on this and the reason that I'm making this such a big point is what was the agency that changed nothingness into somethingness? God's word that God spoke. Now when you read the Bible, you might have a little bit of a different respect level because there was nothing, and then God spoke, and there was something. Isn't it amazing that we call that book the Word of God? All right, let me answer the trivia question real quickly before we exit. What was the name of Abraham's rich relative? Well, it wasn't a rich relative, but name of Abraham's relative who lived in Sodom. What was the name of Abraham's relative who lived in Sodom? The answer is Lot was the name. Abraham was very smart because he knew a lot. Okay, there you go. Take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life it feels like I've been running. Running. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finished my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he no I don't know why that here's what I do know God is a still a loving God he still is in charge here's what I do know here's what I do know here's what I do know The David Spoon experience Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready for our next trivia question, of which we need to play the horn. All right, who became Jacob's first wife? Who became Jacob's first wife? If you think you know the answer, you can call in. 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, I'm only reminding people of things that I've said prior because sometimes people <coughs> forget. <laughs> so it's on the website. I'm just telling you guys now. Everything I'm telling you is on the website. So uh, I'm going to be taking a trip to Houston on the 18th, which is our three-year anniversary. So the following week is what we're going to do 
with uh, with the the three airbrushes. We're just going to kind of talk about it, share my testimony, things like that. So that's the big thing to remember. Please, when you're praying for people in the audience, playing, we're still praying for the year of recovery, uh, as well as uh, praying that people don't get caught up in fear. Because right now, fear is sweeping through a lot of people. We don't live by fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And we trust the Lord. Though the earth uh, gives way, though the mountains fall into the sea, we, uh, we don't fear because our help comes from the Lord. And that's where we stand. Okay? So it's very important. So uh, additionally, I've got my new class scheduled today. I was doing great until I got this. It was just like, really? Really? Anyway, so just be in prayer for me. My poor wife. This is why we're going to Houston, because I need all the support I can get, so I need to support her, because she's going to have to really support me these next four months where I lose my mind, uh, marble by marble. Marble by marble? That's assuming I have a marble. Maybe BB like by BB would be more accurate. Okay? All right. Uh, Getting ready to do our jokes, but we're not going to do those yet. They're really kind of goofy jokes, but I just have that kind of mood going on. But somebody's ready to answer the trivia first, so let's do that. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? Doing great. First day, sun shining and snazz. There you go. Nice day today. Pretty. It's pretty outside. It was kind of. It was a little cold last night. I mean, I didn't quite catch that it was going to be cold. Somebody forgot to tell me. Because <laughs> I was like... Yeah, a little colder than we thought, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. And so it's really funny because we've only been in Texas for four and a half years. But I'll tell you, in these four and a half years, three of these years, it's been four seasons for sure. I don't know what people – it's hot in Texas. No, Phoenix is hot. Texas is like got weather. <laughs> it's actually got weather. Yeah, really. It's like bipolar, like witchy, though, because it doesn't know what like it's doing. woman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, my bro, here we go. All right, uh, classic question. Who became Jacob's first wife? Well, he he didn't want her, but uh, it was Leah, right? Correct, sir! That's right. It wasn't supposed to be Leah. It was supposed to be Rachel. And I love how kind the Bible is. I mean, we can get upset about this, but I didn't write it. It's just what the Bible says. I mean, I mean, look at he absolutely loved he just absolutely loved Rachel, right? But then it says right. of Leah, she had kind eyes. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. probably not the highest level of compliment that I've heard scripture give. But yep, yeah. he had to marry her first. Mm-hmm. That was the tradition. So that's how that took place. It's classic, huh? Yeah, it was. And uh it's uh yeah, he got a little bit of shaft on that deal, but uh, <laughs> a little it all bit. worked out. So, a little bit. Then he got yeah. Then he got reconciliation with his brother. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, I mean, when they met down the road, uh, yep. uh, all, all things work out for good, those who love the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's exactly right, brother. Thank you so okay. much. Excellent job. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, um, I've been a little sloppy waiting to uh, get into your system there and helping you a little bit. I'll be there. Okay, you Talk got it. Okay. God bless. God bless you. Bye. All right. I've got now... I'm going to acknowledge that this is not spiritual because where we're going in the text is really spiritual, okay? So I'm going to give you this 60-second break because it's just so— I I mean, these are just sayings that people have come up with that you just sit there and you think, what? (laughs) Right? 
So these are, I mean, I have another joke that has to do with beer and pretzels and nuns, but I'm going to wait on that one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do this one first. So these are just statements that people made. And don't be upset at me because they made the statements or even that I'm reading them. If you don't like them, then just don't share them with anybody. Right? I mean, Eric shared the what kind of what kind of shoes do bananas make? What's the best kind of shoe? Slippers. I mean, that, that's a good one. That's funny. I told that to my wife. She goes, ha, ha, ha. Okay. <laughs> they have to be really good for her to laugh. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, this was asked at a um, at a Miss America contest. So see if you can follow this. The question, if you could live forever, would you and why? This was asked of Miss Alabama. She said, I would not live forever because we should not live forever because if we were supposed to live forever, then we would live forever, but we could not live forever, which is why I would not live forever. <laughs> she might, maybe she's a politician now. Is she in the Congress? All right. Uh, next thing, uh, this is, this is just, I'm not even sure what to do with this. Uh, this is Brooke Shields during an, uh, an interview. Okay. It's not my fault. I didn't say this. Smoking kills. If you're, if you're killed, you've lost a very important part of your life. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like, who comes up with this stuff? Former French president, Charles de Gaulle. China is a big country. Inhabited by many Chinese people. Okay. And then finally, this is Danny Ozark. Now, people should know this because he's the one who said this. Philadelphia Phillies manager. Half this game is 90% mental. Okay. <laughs> I think that's great. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Half this game is 90% mental. Okay, here we go. Proverbs 18.21. You knew it was coming. I don't know why you didn't uh, know it was coming. You had to know it was coming. The tongue has the power of life and death. Okay? The tongue has the power of life and death. Does that mean you can just speak at any time and uh, just you know speak and then boom, you know, uh, uh, a money tree appears? No. That's not what it means. But we do have this ability when we communicate with one another to speak life to other people or to speak death. You can see how impacting your words are to somebody when you speak them. When when I've been in a situation with Noel, we had a, a bill situation and she was kind of being the the intermediate the intermediate between me and the company because I was working on something. I snapped at her and then she stopped and said, "Hey, <laughs> Right? Like, hey. And then I realized how I sounded was like, I'm a sugar now. It's like, what? What? I can't even believe I said that that way. And I recognized that those words, weren't, it's not the sentiment of my heart, but they, they were like offensive. And it's like, I got to be careful with that. Here's the thing that just recently happened that I want you to be aware of. And this has to do with every one of you. I found myself falling into the cut myself down mode. Now I, I have a pretty good uh, uh, sense of humor, and I well I think so. And then uh, it's it's self self deprecating from time to time. It's like I don't mind that. I'm 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 highly aware. But when I actually say things to myself that are negative, that are that are 
contrary to scripture or that are that are creating some kind of great negativity for me to walk down this path. I've got a message for you. That's sin. You think, what do you mean that's sin? Every word that you speak will be accounted for. Malachi 3.16 says, every word that we speak, Jesus said, by your words you'll be acquitted, by your words you'll be condemned. When we speak things about ourselves that are, and this is not a name it and claim it, this is when we're saying really nasty things about ourselves to ourselves, we're doing exactly what the Lord doesn't want us to do. And we have a lot of influence with our words in other people's lives and in our own. There's a vast difference when you're trying to get somewhere from saying, I'm trying, or saying, I can't get there. You see the difference between those two phrases? I can't get there is defeated. There's no faith in it. There's no hope in it. There's no life in it. I'm trying means I'm in progress. I'm trying to get it done. I'm trying to establish it. Many of us have this self-taught. I know, I know, I know. Oh, you don't want to go down uh, this road because, uh, you know, it's not biblical. Well, it is biblical. In the next segment, I'm going to pull up a passage that's irrefutable. So we'll get to that in a second. But the idea behind this is that when we're talking to others and when we're talking to ourselves, we can see what our words say to other people. But we don't see what it said, what happens when we say it to ourselves. When I said that to Noelle, she was able to counter back, and rightly so, she's learned. <laughs> she is no pushover, just in case you're trying to think she is. And she fired right back and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm wrong about that, right? But when I say it to myself, there's nobody to counter it except the Word of God. That's why it's a danger. That's why it's an actual issue. This is, again, and I'm just going to preface it again by saying this because some of you, I'm very much against name it and claim it. But I am very, very pro be Bible about it. I don't have a problem saying I'm a sinner, but I don't have a problem saying I'm a sinner saved. That's the thing. And we might have issues as we go on, but when we self-talk and we just blast ourselves, there's nobody there to refute it. Consider that when you think about life and death being in the power of speech. Okay? All right. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? I cannot wait, though. I have to do this particular sound. We might interrupt uh, while I'm doing the teaching, but I got to do the sound because it is time for Bible Baloney Beatdown. Hello. Hello. It's now time for David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible Baloney Beatdown. I'm not your brains out of your head, Annie. I can't believe I'm allowed to do that. I love that. Anyhow, uh, Bible Baloney Beatdown has to do with the kingdom of God. So there are people that go, well, you know, in Scripture, there's so many contradictions. Like, what about when Jesus said, if you're for me, uh, then you're not you're not against me. If you're against me, you're not for me. And they kind of mix it all up and so on and so forth. Let me just help out and just kind of set the record straight, keeping it simple. There are two. Now, watch what I'm going to sh- show you. There are two. 
Okay, watch. Somewhere between one and three. There are two. Okay, here we go one more time. There are two kingdoms. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind when I say this. There is the kingdom of God. Right? Everybody would agree. Okay, got it. Seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, and then there is any other attempted kingdom. There is the kingdom of God, and then there's any other attempted kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of men. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. There's the kingdom of God and all the other ones, okay? Or, and they're all just wrapped up into one thing. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdoms that are not the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all it is. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 through 50, John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow us. Verse 50, don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. Keeping this in context, the person is not opposed. This is very important. The person is not opposed, but for the kingdom of God. He's not neutral. He's a kingdom advancer. He's somebody that is advancing the kingdom, casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And John is like, well, he's not one of us. Okay, that's a whole separate sermon, a whole separate issue, which I'm sure your pastor has taught on many times, and that is the last thing that you need are a whole bunch of more people just like you or just like me. We need people to be like Jesus, and they don't need to follow us exactly. They need to follow Jesus, and I don't want to have – I don't want to reproduce a thousand me's. I want people reproducing being Jesus because I'm not going to do anything, but people who are more like Jesus, they make a difference. And in context, this person was advancing the kingdom by driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a kingdom advancer. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. Now we're going back the other direction. We did this uh, kind of like bouncing around timeline-wise. What was the name of Hagar's son? What was the name of Hagar's son? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Now, here we normally send you to the website. So before you go to the website, keep in mind, if you go to the website at the top right, is our little hamburger, our three lines on top of one another. You click on that, it has 23 other links. It's got video, audio, and uh, it's got some other things in there, uh, some print material, so to speak. Uh, check that out. There's also a place for you to put a praise report or a prayer request, and there's also a place for you to give, which is important if we want to keep doing the radio show. Just I don't know, any way to say it. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org 
You know, I gotta. I like that one, but I like the the water one's a classic. Like the water, where that's great. You're gonna play the the repertoire of all of them soon again, right? Okay. I'm just making sure. Uh, we have our history here again. The trivia question. I know some people are like going, "Gee, I'm not sure I know that." So I'm gonna give you a small uh, hint. Uh, the trivia question: What was the name of Hagar's son? Here's the only hint I can I can give you. Remember the book Moby Dick. That's a good. That's a good one, right? Okay. That's a good hint, right? Okay. All right. Uh, let's do history real quickly. Let's go lifting in the past. Let's go lifting in the past. All right. See now. I see now. That hint gave people an answer, so I know that that was a good. <laughs> Except for Al goes Moby. <laughs> Okay, I'm not talking to him. All right, here we go. Uh, on this day, today is Barbie's birthday. <laughs> Her actual name was Barbara Millicent Roberts. That was, uh, I guess, that was then. Uh, today is now. Come on now, National Meatball Day, right? Yeah, I'm on board. On board, right? I love. You know what I like? I like a meatball sub from the Firehouse Sub people. That is like the, their. Meatball and cheese and oh, that's yes, winner. It's also National Crab Meat Day. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. And then uh, it's also additionally Unique Names Day. And every time I did, I've done this uh, ten times, maybe you know, like that, that we've talked about uh, 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 weird, weird, just super bizarre names. And this one, there's nobody that can ever win against Zappa, Frank Zappa, who named his kids Amit, Diva, Dweezil, and Moon Unit. <laughs> That's, that is the winner. <laughs> it's just like, you just lit. Okay. <laughs> wow. Even I didn't do that much. <laughs> wow. That's just a lot. Uh, in 1562, for those that want to know, kissing in public was punishable by death. Uh, it was a crime to kiss in public, literally punishable by death, in Naples, Italy. Uh, in 1964, by the way, everybody should appreciate this, uh, the Ford Mustang was uh, released. The Ford Mustang began its new production of the Mustang at a base of $2,368. A car for $2,000. Yaza. Uh, 1977, astronomers discovered rings around uh, Uranus. Yeah, that's not how you say it, but I'm on uh, live radio, so what do you want? Uh, and then in 1982, and this is false, so I'm going to tell you and then tell you why it's false. In 1982, all nine planets of the solar system aligned on the same side of the sun. False, Pluto's not a planet. Which I still think it is, so I can. I mean, you do your science projects. You include Pluto, right? Did you do a science project that hit planets? Well, yeah, but Pluto was still a planet back then. I don't know how you just. I mean that. I mean, as a comedian says something about this, and I think it's really true. How how bad do you have to be to lose the status as a planet? <laughs> That's like, wow. You were a planet. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
one more time. I know, but just think about it. Uh, what was the name of Hagar's son? We'll get to that in just a split second. If you think you know, by the way, 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483. You send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. For those of you that are thinking this show has gone off the rails, uh-uh, it's been off the rails for how long? <laughs> I'm going to say, what rails? Yeah, this that's right. <laughs> what is that line where he says, we need, we need backup, you need your, in, the, in the thing? Roads, we need more road. We're going, we don't need roads. We don't need roads. <laughs> Think of that guy with his hair. What's it with his hair? That's how I am right now. Okay. All right, great. All right, I want to go back to this self-taught thing, and I know people are, like, uh, freaking out. Just relax. I'm not promoting name it and claim it. I don't promote that, and I don't believe that. I think that's an inappropriate way. I think it's almost an abuse. I think, actually, that was one of the temptations that Jesus went through to use his miraculous power on himself, which he did not do, which is something that we should all be aware of. Anyway, I want to show you this text. There's no way to escape it. It's a very important portion. It's in Jeremiah 1. I remember when the Lord first showed me this, and I realized I, I do this a lot. I do a lot of talking, but if you think you hear me talk a lot on the radio, you should hear what's going on in my mind, okay? This is one-fiftieth of the conversations that are going on. It kind of tells you everything. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Something to consider. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. Here's the thing. And I know you, you can kind of dive into this in a weird way, but I don't, I don't think it's actually too bizarre. Jeremiah was called and ordained by God before he was in the womb, before he was born. Now, there's some people who say, well, that was Jeremiah. Yeah, but it's in the book for everybody to read. So uh, Einstein, sit down. So the idea behind this is to understand that God had appointed and chosen a prophet for the nations. And God said, you're my man. And what is it that the man said? What is it that Jeremiah said? Which, by the way, he wrote more. All the other ones. So apparently he had plenty to say. And he goes, I I can't I I can't. I don't know how to speak. And God says to him, Do not say that. See, this is these are the littlest things that you think. Why didn't God say, Do not believe that? But instead, God said, Do not say that. Because when you speak it out of your mouth. The first two ears to hear it, no matter how close you are to somebody, are your own. So there are some things that we should not say. In fact, 2 Corinthians 4.13, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe, and therefore we speak. Faith has a lot to do with what the words are that we connect. We've already everybody knows this is not a new thing. We've talked about this in in Romans. I mean, you you guys are familiar with the Romans portion. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
So your words have a connection to this whole process. In fact, verse 10, 13, Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So the idea behind this is to understand your words have are important. They're a part of this connection. There are some things that we should be saying. We should be saying that we're children of the king. I read this book called uh, Kids of the King one time. Great book. I mean, it's I don't know if that's the exact title, but the whole premise of it was you're a child of the Most High God. That's good. That's, not, that's a good thing. And so the person was saying, you ought to think that way. Like, okay, that's a good idea. I should think that way. But there's some things we shouldn't be saying. And that is, I can't, uh, no, no. This is the same excuse kind of thing that Moses gave. I don't speak well. I'll send your brother. The idea behind this is that there's some things we should say and some things we shouldn't say. Stop saying things that the Lord has to say to you. Don't say that about yourself. I don't know where else you pull that. Uh, Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, it's Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you, my brother? Yeah. Hey, I don't know if I'm ready or not, but I just randomly called, and I heard that you, nobody answered the trivia question, and even I don't know what the trivia question is. <laughs> you call it, you're like, I don't know the trivia question, but I'll get it. Here we go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what, what was the name of Hagar's son? Say it again. What was the name of Hagar's Son. Yeah, that was uh, Isaac's brother, Ishmael. That is correct! And we, we even gave a hint saying, consider the book Moby Dick, because in the beginning it says, call me Ishmael. Remember? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. How are things going, or, brother? Or we could say, anybody wants peanuts from Princess Bride? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Very good. Good reference point. Excellent job. You doing all right? Uh, yes. Good. I'm glad to hear trusting that. Trusting God every day. That's what you got to do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct Amen. your paths, right? Amen for that. Amen, brother. Good job. All right. Good job, good. bro. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down and see. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of them. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? 
I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you. It must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I've went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will And if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. Sometimes hallelujah. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go with your final trivia question. In the book of Genesis, what was the name of the man who never died? Uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at he must org. Uh, as you know, we are going to make some, ch- not chain changes, but on the 18th, I'm going to be gone. But that would normally be our three-year anniversary. So the week of the 21st, we're going to do a little bit extra on the anniversary stuff uh, Eric wanted to know if, if he should come in and fill in for me, <clears throat> and I told him yes. <laughs> I'm going to be driving to Houston with my animals, staying at my brother-in-law's house. By, be in prayer for that. Uh, John, that's who I'm going to see is John and Connie. John is a great guy. I love John. He's, the, he's one of my fave relatives. And we, the last time we talked, we talked for like four hours or something like that. We get into it, and, and I let him ask all the questions. I don't have any, you know. But he's wise enough to ask questions that he's really investigating. And I just love that. It's just like great. You watch the Spirit of the Lord kind of move upon him and 
that's what we're praying for the Lord. Just give us a blessed time together. And that'll be very refreshing for Noel, who has been putting in more hours. I mean, they actually sent her home because she's put in so many hours. Because overtime makes nice checks. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Overtime. Overtime's good. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? My name is Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you? Fine. Well, thank you for calling the show. Is this your first time calling in? Yes, it is. Well, thank you so much. It's so nice of you to do. You ready? Uh, so you ready? Can you give me the question again? You bet. That's what I'm going to do. In the book of Genesis, what was the name of the man who never died? I want to say it was e- it's either Enoch or maybe Methuselah. Go for the first one. Go with the first one. Enoch. That is correct, Emmanuel. Yes, that is correct. He never died. And there's people that are like, well, he's got to be one of the guys that comes back and blah, blah, blah. Look it. He never died. Move on. (laughs) So am I on the radio right now? You are live on the radio right now. There are a multitude of people hearing your voice right now. So you can share anything you want as long as it's, it's nice. I just want to tell you, God bless you for everything that you do. And, uh. I listen to KAAM, and I'll be listening for the next show, End of the Age. Awesome. Great show. <laughs> and we so appreciate you calling in. All right. Thank you. God bless you, David. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Isn't that nice? That's nice. I love that. All right. So, uh, it's a, and, and, uh, and the show after is a great show. I mean, it's wonderful. And people are like, well, he's got a very specific uh, point of view. Yeah. Yes, so I had a really specific point of view when I was 15 and then when I was 25 and 35 and 40 and 50 and you too. <laughs> in other words, you, you know things change, but you know some things they're, they're locked in and you love it. I love that. I don't think that's bad. I think it's wonderful. I think that's what the world needs is people that stick by what they believe in. That'd be nice if we would be nice if we had that in politicians, but we won't talk about that right now because why politics? Polly is many ticks, blood sucking insects. So we're not going to talk about that right this second. All right, here's the thing about this portion. I know many of you, y'all, I've heard this before, Dave. I know, and you'll hear it again. And the reason you'll hear it again is because it's throughout Scripture. That's why we look at things. You sit there and you think, well, how many times could could do we need to hear a lesson on something? I'm just going to do this real good. How many times do you need to hear it before you do it? I don't know. That's why you go through those same trials with the Lord, right? Because he's still trying to teach you how to do some of those core things. That's why there's three Gospels that see the same. Bottom line, the words that we speak to others and the words that we speak to ourselves matter. There's a meaning behind it. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. When you talk to others, seek to be an encourager. That's exactly what it's telling you to do. Anybody can cut anything down anytime they want, right? Anybody, I mean, there's an old joke in the Christian faith. You know, they put the gloom in resurrection. It's like, like, 
not, there is no gloom and resurrection. So the idea behind this is people can cut down and make things bad all the time. They can do that towards one another, and they can do that towards themselves. And yet Proverbs 25.11 says, Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in the right circumstance. There is nothing cooler. Well, I shouldn't say nothing, but there's almost nothing cooler than when you speak to somebody, it encourages them, and you know that they're going to either they have or they are, are in the process or they will draw closer to the Lord because of that. And then you know, yeah. It's like such a blessing. And I'm not saying that you only say positive things. Notice that that's not what was said. What it says is only what's helpful for building others up. The idea is to help them grow, help them develop, help them go forward. Not to pie in the sky. Oh, my. Everything you ever say is so fantastic. You never say anything wrong. Don't say that. That's not going to build them. That's going to build up the wrong part of them. And then now that you're lying, so stop doing that. The idea is to speak things that are encouraging. That doesn't mean you don't challenge on sin. It doesn't mean you don't call things to the carpet. None of that. It doesn't mean that. But when you tell somebody, hey, this you're doing this, or hey, this is going on, this is bad, you don't just leave it there and walk away and wash your hands. You're supposed to give the answers that the Lord would give. What did Jesus say? The woman, I forgive you. Go and sin no more. It's like there's a combo going on here. You tell the truth, and then you, you, you tell the reality. And then you tell the grace of it all as well. One of the things that uh, that uh, Robert Jefferson, Doctor Robert Jefferson, did, I thought was really good when he wrote his book about about the the one path to heaven is he said, look, before there's good news, there's bad news. What's the bad news? If you reject Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. Because of your sin where you stand right now, because you're not a Christian, you are standing in a position of judgment. That's bad news. But you don't stop there and walk away. Eh, going to hell. Bye. <laughs> You get on your bike and you ride away? No. And then you tell the truth. But Jesus died for those sins, and he will stand in there. In, in your name, you will have the redeeming blood of Jesus Christ cover you. If you acknowledge, surrender, submit, repent, blah, blah, blah. I don't care, you know, whatever you want to fill in there. Everybody's got their flavor of the month that seems to change every year in the church somehow. But the idea behind this is to understand that there's good news and there's bad news. We tell them bad news, but you don't leave it there. You tell them the good news. That's the building up part. If you have to confront somebody and you know you just have to confront them, you confront them. But you do it in love and then you give redemption behind it. You don't just leave it there. Tell me one time the Lord has challenged you, chastised you, rebuked you, and didn't give you a road of repentance to come right back to him. Name one time. Name one time the Lord has ever said anything or done anything in your life where, where it was any form of correction and he didn't give you that opportunity to have the fullness of redemption through him. It's never happened because he doesn't function that way. And that's the part where we got to think, well, okay. So that's why you, you hear me, you know, look, I want your words to other people to be blessings, to build up. I want your words to yourself. I want that too. I don't want that just for you. I want that for me. How do you think I felt since September 21st when I took my knee and severed it and stuck it on my forehead and smashed into a wall and had to have two surgeries? I was talking to one of my best friends over the, the on Monday, and he said, well, how are you doing with all that? I said, sometimes I'm okay. I said, but there's other times I get really frustrated. 
And I just say, and I'll even say, I'm never going to get back to where I was. See, that's the kind of stuff you can't do. You think, oh, it's just a statement. Yeah, but it's a statement that I heard twice, one in the left ear, one in the right ear. And it's like, that's the wrong spirit. That's the say not that God puts into our lives. There are some things that, you know, like I said, a burp. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you eat fast food, you, you burp. Okay, but what I'm saying is, but when you're in the self-talk or when you're talking to others or when you're talking to your spouse or when you're talking to your kids, if you say things that are loaded with darkness and you're creating death, you can almost see it on the countenance of their face, right? But when you speak life, you can also see it on the countenance of their face. They smile. They find something. That means that you and I are stewards of words, and our stewardship will be called before the throne. God will ask us about our words. Remember, God spoke, and there was light, and there was life. That is how we should approach it. It's like, man, just help me to have my speech, Lord, aligned with what you want so that I can speak as a vessel, not just to others, but to myself as well. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.